start off with a nugget. Don't dig up. Don't dig up in doubt. You gotta turn that thing off. <laughs> well, I'll sit down. <laughs> Go to the top and hit the button to just shut it off. <laughs> Now put it in your purse and don't bring it out again. <laughs> Here, this won't talk back. <laughs> okay. I guess we dug up something that time. Okay, don't dig up in doubt. Don't dig up in doubt what you have planted. Don't dig up in doubt what you have planted in faith. Okay, glory to God. So, Father, we thank you for this day, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that as we look to your word, Father God, you give us each Revelation, Father God, as to what the Word will do in our lives. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. The biggest detractor in a Christian's life comes through a five-letter word. The biggest detractor in a Christian's life comes through a five-letter word. Jesus brought this to the attention of his disciples that it would be a challenge to their faith. So if you'll turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 11. That's Mark, chapter 11. And we will see what this challenge is. Mark, chapter 11, looking at verse 23. Jesus is speaking. For verily I say unto you that Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but, believe, but shall believe in those things which he has saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So he's saying doubt is a challenge that each and every one of us has. Doubt is one of our enemy's prime weapons that he uses against us. Uh, doubt, Webster's Dictionary uh, definition of doubt, to waver in opinion, 
to waver in opinion. Be unsettled, uncertain, undecided, inclined to disbelief, hesitate, a feeling of distrust, a lack of conviction, apprehension, to fear. That's pretty good from Webster. Uh, from the Greek, doubt is uh, 1252. It means to separate thoroughly, to withdraw from, oppose, hesitate, contend, Stagger and waver. So doubt is a problem that will surface from time to time. It'll confront each and every one of us. Well, I doubt that, right? So we tell you something. Oh, I kind of doubt that. So doubt comes up all the time. Not all the time, but numerous times. And it, it robs us of our faith. If we, are, if we are not properly grounded in faith, doubt will become problematic. It'll arise, continue, continue all, all the time. Uh, except we walk in faith and have confidence in God's word, uh, we will submit to doubt. So we've got to have confidence in God's word. Uh, let's, since we're there, let's, uh, let's back up to Mark chapter 10 for a moment. Mark chapter 10. Uh, Jesus speaking again in Mark chapter 10. We want to look at verse 27. Jesus looking upon them saith, With men it is impossible, but with God, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. So we're going to have to rely upon God when uh, we are uh, challenged by doubt. We're going to have to rely upon God. Okay? To have confidence, God, is to believe in his abilities. Your confidence, God, must be fearless, unshakable, constant, and consistent if we're going to remove doubt or unbelief. So that's a pretty strong uh, saying. We have to be fearless unshakable, constant, and consistent with God's word. Otherwise, we, we will have doubt. Doubt will come in and, and uh, uh, make a mess of our minds. Um, we can only build upon these qualities in confidence when we apply God's word to our hearts and minds. Romans 12, 1, 1 and 2, we need to conform to God's word. Or be transformed to God's word. Okay. Um, now let's look at a. Let's go to Psalms. Book of Psalms and find the seven, seven, seventy eighth, seven eight, seven eighth. Okay, seventy eighth. Uh, Psalm seventy eight, and we will look at. Uh, 
uh, what the children of Israel went through. Uh, doubt set in uh, on the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And this says, uh, 78 verse 22, Because in God they believed not, they relied not on Him, they adhered not to Him, and they trusted not in His salvation, His power to save. Well, that's pretty heavy. That's what doubt will do. And uh, don't let, let's not let doubt or unbelief uh, get a hold of us because it's going to be bad news. Uh, go on, drop down to verse 32, and we'll see something else about that. Verse 32, in spite of all this, this is from the Amplified, they sinned still more, for they believed not in, relied on, and adhered not to him for his wondrous works. So it's, doubt is a major sin. Now you can see why, if you could, in your concordance, uh, look up the other areas where Jesus talked about doubt. He says, oh, you have little faith, why did you doubt? So Doubt or unbelief is uh, something that, again, each and every one of us will be challenged with uh, throughout our uh, life here. <laughs> I'll do like Rodney. I'll pick it up and drop it in some water. <laughs> Where's my water? <laughs> See how well it swims. It's a sad note um, that uh, with all of God's blessings, they still doubted him. Uh, can that be said of us? With all of God's blessings, we are still doubting him. By his stripes, I'm healed. <laughs> you know, we, we doubt him. Or, uh, boy, my checkbook is empty. You know, uh, I'm not making things... You know, that's all a bunch of, bunch of doubt and unbelief that's thrown our way. And we, we're caught with it. We've got to renew our minds to what God's Word says about doubt and unbelief. Okay. And uh, even though God blessed them, uh, the error of their ways led to correction. So some of the things that, uh, because we are doubting, are going to bring some error in our ways. Because it's correction that needs to take place in our lives. Uh, he's not going to hit you over the head with a frying pan or something like that, but you know, he, he's going to smack you right in the face with his, what his word says and says, you need to change or I need to change. And don't doubt what I'm saying. I didn't write it there just for somebody else. This is meant for you also or for me, you know. Hello. Okay. Okay. Faith is having unshakable confidence in God. It is believing in God completely and totally. There is nothing faith cannot conquer or help you get. So once you have faith, hey, you can operate it. So let's now turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. We'll find out something here. Hebrews chapter 10 tells us something very important. That's Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, we're going to read this from the Amplified, and we'll begin with verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. Well, I think we've talked about patience. That after ye have done the will of God, 
ye might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, and he shall come, will come, and will not tarry. So it says here, from the Amplified, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. So, we need to have some confidence in, in, in what we have been given. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Confidence from the uh, Webster's Dictionary means a firm belief to have assurance to be trusted. That's a firm belief to have assurance to be trusted from the Greek it's 39.54 to have full assurance to have full assurance to speak or say and command. So there's, there's, there's that there's a assurance there. We need this confidence. We should not cast away our confidence or what we speak about God's word. We need to have a, a, a full command of God's word. Amen. Uh, that way the enemy cannot get in there and, and bring his doubt and unbelief uh, towards us. You could throw it all the way out. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, the truth of God word, uh, God's word has stood the test of time. Amen. Uh, but today, a lot of it's being denied, renounced, and rebuked by many that stand behind pulpits in, in today's modern-day churches. A lot of things you hear, you know, uh, the uh, chrysalum and all this type of stuff, you just got to throw that out. You got to know what the Word says. Amen? Um, there are things being taught today that just are unbelievable and, and dangerous. So let's go to, since we're in the... Uh, New Testament, it's back up to the book, uh, that key section, and find uh, 2 Timothy, that's 2 Timothy. We live in this day, time and age, so we need to be fully aware of uh, some things. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, looking at verse 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned unto fables. Wow. We're living in this day. Well, glory to God. We need to sh jump up and shout up and down that you got the truth. Amen. So we must stay true to God's word. You know. Brand, you could say we need to be branded by the word and, and not allow uh, doubt or unbelief to move us or to sway us or w give us waivers, you know. So um, since we're in the New Testament, let's go and find the book of Jude. Book of Jude. Oh, I know it's here someplace. Right before Revelation. Jude. And we want to look at the third verse. That's Jude 3. Beloved, when I, came, I, came, when I gave all diligence to write unto you for the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye would earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Uh, from the Amplified it reads, Beloved, my whole concern was 
to write to you in regard to our common salvation. But I found it necessary and was impelled to write to you and urgently appeal and to exhort you to contend for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints, the faith which was that sum of Christian belief, which was delivered verbally to a holy people of God. So we need to contend for the faith. That means you fight for it. Don't let it slide by. Amen? And back up a little bit more to the, uh, go back to Galatians. Find the book of Galatians, chapter 6. We want to look at verse 9. Now let's go to verse 8. I'll go 7. That's uh, Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, he shall also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So let's not grow weary when you're, when you're fighting. Uh, when doubt and unbelief comes, comes your way and you know, you're, you're hammered by these things, well, is it so or is it not? Know that what you've been taught, Amen. what you have studied, and what have you studied? Acts chapter, anybody? 1711, right. You need to be studying. Find out if what is said from the pulpit is true. If it's not, throw it out. Or move on. Find out, you know. Find a place where you can be secure in. Don't, you know, just don't, um, like a fish, take it uh, hook, line, and sinker, you know. You, want, you need to know what, what is being taught is true. Study it out. That way you will know that you, you, there'll be no doubt in your mind as you study through, the verse, through, the, through God's Word and as you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through the Word. Amen? Amen. Faith is God's requirement. It gives us patience. It says we need, remember, we, we talked about faith and patience, so we need faith and patience to, be, to work together. Faith also requires confidence in the Word and in the promises of God. Find out what God's promises are. Those are, are there for us to get a hold of. Um, it's like when you purchase a car or, or get a house. Uh, they give you a, a key for, the, for your car and uh, you're supposed to get in and drive it around, you know, whatever, but if you never just, you know, what's this key for? You know, or for your house, you know. You have different rooms in your house. You bought the house, but you only go into the one room. One room, you know. You're missing out on something. I mean, you can go in the kitchen and find out, wow, there's wonderful things in here to eat, you know, to cook and so forth. You can go in the bedroom, you get some place to rest and relax. You go into the living room, you know. 
sit by the fire and, and, and well, today you can sit, sit outside. And, but I mean, sit by the fire and, you know, just uh, read a book. So there are things in the Word of God. These promises are for us to take. There are good things. It's not just, you know, well, it's only for Laurel. It's only, you know, it's only for Mike. You know, no, this is for all of us. Whatever you desire in the God's Word, it, it'll take place if you don't have doubt and unbelief coming in your direction. Too many of us allow doubt and unbelief to steal from us. What has, God, what has the enemy stolen from you through doubt and unbelief? <laughs> Everything you let him is right. Anything that you let the, the enemy uh, kind of think, you know, like Jesus said, your, your faith is, he said, if you have faith as a, as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say. And we're saying, I've got faith, but I can't move anything. You know, I've been believing, I've been believing, but it hasn't come. Well, what'd you do? You just threw it out. You got to stick with your confession. It's got to. We've got to hold on to God's word. We got to know what's going on. Okay. Um, let's go back to first well, to Timothy. This time, the first uh, first book of Timothy. Timothy chapter two. That's First uh, Timothy chapter two. Let's look at verse 8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Wow. From the Amplified it says, verse 8, I desire therefore that in every place men should pray without anger or quarreling or resentment or doubt in their minds. Lifting up holy hands. Wow. Doubt in your minds. It's... Disrupting. It's disrupting. It, it just it, it throws you off track. Or um, we're not on a, in a train, but uh, it's disrupting if your GPS system is completely bonkers. Uh, I, if you have an old GPS system, like I had, Dan and I were in Texas, I believe it was. And that GPS system was going bonkers, you know, because it was the old one, and there was a detour in the road, and we couldn't go that way, but it says, go back, go back, go back. You know. So if you got an old GPS system, it's not going to help you out. we got to be up front. we got to know what the Word says. Amen. Hello. Okay, that uh, says what again? What did that say? 2-8. Without wrath and doubting. We can't have any doubts come our way or unbelief. Uh, let's go now to the book of James. And we want to go to the first chapter of James. And we will look at verses 6 uh, through 8. That's uh, James 1, 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That sounds like doubting. For he that wavereth or doubteth is like a wave of the sea, driven and 
with the wind and toss. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, for a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So doubt and, and unbelief makes you unstable. <laughs> unstable in how many ways? Always. Wow, that's pretty heavy. So uh, maybe you see somebody at work or some, a co-worker and they are always wavering. So what can you look at their, say about their lives? <laughs> that means they're, they're not too sure what they're doing. But they can say that same thing about you if you are wavering all the time. Oh, I'm not too sure about that. Or I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I should do this or I don't know if I should do that. That's wavering. If you know your job, you do your job. You don't waver about it. So we need to have the word. We can't waver on the word. It says this. I can't change the word by my thought life. But many people are, to, many churches today, like I said earlier, said many churches are trying to change God's word to what they want or new society, or be politically correct. You know, certain things in God's word, you're not going to change. The only thing you can change in God's word is love. And that builds. It doesn't, go, it doesn't diminish. Amen. Glory to God. The enemy will use doubt and unbelief to steal, kill, and destroy. So how do we deal with doubt will determine our outcome. How you deal with doubt and unbelief will determine your outcome. Uh, doubting God can be expensive. Uh, let's, let's go all the way to the book of Matthew, chapter 3. In Matthew, chapter 3, uh, I have a headline for ahead of... Uh, Chapter 3 of uh, Matthew, it says, John, John the Baptist. Okay, we're going to look at John the Baptist as, as an example this morning. Um, he had exceptional qualities. Did he not? In, in spite of the, the qualities, he fell into the trap of doubt and unbelief. He doubted and questioned what he once believed or once proclaimed. He threw away his confidence in the midst of troubles. Okay, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 3. You forgot 3? Matthew 3. Let's look at verse 3. For this is he that was spoken of the prophet Elias, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. So you could say that uh, John the Baptist was the voice in the wilderness. That's one of the things they, he was known as, the voice. People went out to hear this man. He was the voice. He proclaimed things. Glory to God. All of us should be able to do that. We, you, you, we ought to be able to say that they, I proclaim, you proclaim, pro, okay, proclaim the word, Amen. Okay, let's now turn, uh, go to the book of Mark. 
chapter 1 also. That's Mark chapter 1. Beginning with verse 2. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I will send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. So here we find out that John the Baptist was a messenger. And he had something to say. In other words, he had some, it was mandated by him. It was required for him to speak what he said, okay? Like when we voted in President Trump, we, we said there was a mandate upon him to do these things, you know, cut taxes and do, 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 you know, all that type of stuff. So we find out that, that uh, John the Baptist is a messenger that had a mandate. He know, in other words, he was going to speak what God told him about, about the, the Messiah. So not only was a voice in the wilderness, but he, he was the messenger of the day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, let's go now to the book of Luke. And we want to go to the seventh chapter of Luke this time. Jesus is speaking of John. That's uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 26. But, went, but what went ye out for to see a prophet, yea, I say unto you, and much more than a prophet. Wow. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I will send my message before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. So, John was called a prophet. Jesus called him one of the greatest prophets. There's another area. Uh, I guess I didn't write it down. But where he says that John was the greatest of the prophets. Wow. I mean, look at, look at these things. He, he's the voice of the wilderness. He's the messenger with the mandate. He's called the greatest prophet. I mean, this, I mean, to have something like that, I mean, you'd feel great about yourself, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I've been blessed. Okay. Uh, let's now go to the book of John, chapter 1. This is all on, on, on the book of uh, John the Baptist. John 1. Let's go to verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming. That's John 1, 29. Coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He knew who Jesus was. I mean, when you, have, when you have that type of insight, you know you're doing great. For this is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I am come to baptize with water. So in other words, glory to God. He had a mandate. He knew what he, knew what he had to do. He proclaimed Jesus. And when Jesus came to him, I'm going to baptize you. This is, this is the mandate I have. I mean, I mean that's, that's a, quite an honor. Your voice, your messenger, you call the, the, one of the greatest prophets, and now you're going to get to baptize Jesus. Wow, glory to God. Okay, she said go down to 
uh, verse 29, the next day, uh, take away the sin of the world. Okay, there we go. Okay. Uh, 31. I read 31. And, and John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. So he knew Jesus was. I mean, wow. You know, when he was uh, not yet born, and his mom, and Elizabeth, and when, and when Mary came to Elizabeth, what happened? They said, the baby jumped for joy. How would you know that your baby jumped for joy? I'm going to ask the women's. How do you know a baby jumped for joy? But she said, the baby jumped for joy when, when Mary came in, knowing that, that she was the, the, the mom of Jesus. I mean, this is, this is wow. It is wow. Okay, in John chapter 1, let's go back to John chapter 1. We're there. Uh, we want to go to verse uh, 6 through 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light that all men, that all men through him might be believed. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So he was the forerunner of Jesus. Wow. All these wonderful things about John. And let's now go back to the book of Luke chapter 7 now. And see what... what Unbelief and doubt will do. That's Luke chapter 7. And this shows you how close, uh, if we're not really hooked up with the word, we can be hoodwinked by doubt and unbelief. Okay, Luke chapter 7. Okay. The questions of doubt entered enters with persecution and, and well, well, John is in prison. Okay, verse eighteen. That's Luke seven eighteen. And the disciples of John showed him all of these things. And John, calling unto him, two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, "Art thou he who should come, or look for another?" There's some doubt there. All this happening, and now we see doubt. So. So all of us, even when you're in your prime with God's word, the enemy is going to maybe send some doubt and unbelief your way. And if you are under pressure, you are going to fall to doubt and unbelief. You've got to know who you are in Christ Jesus, okay? Is there, is there one we're going to look for? Uh, why does doubt come to us? Why does doubt come to us? Okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Why does doubt come to you or me? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 12. From the Amplified, that's 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Not that we have adoshically, to venture, to class, or even to compare ourselves with some who exalt and furnish testimonies for themselves. However, when they measure themselves with themselves and compare themselves with another, they are without understanding and behave unwisely. 
So what, is, what, what was uh, John the Baptist saying? Is there another one? He's, he's saying, is there another one? Have I made a mistake? Uh, in other words, he's comparing. There's a comparison here. Am I, the, am I wrong? Is there somebody else that could be doing something? He's, he, there's a comparison he, he's trying to put forth. Don't try to compare yourself. No. Well, they got there. Their, their faith got them there. I can do it. You know, don't compare yourself with, you don't know what that in, in the individual's faith uh, level is. You just work with yours, what you have, okay? Uh, let's go to the book of Proverbs now. Proverbs chapter, uh, no, I know we were jumping around quite a bit, but Proverbs chapter 13. In Proverbs chapter 13, look at verse 12. That's Proverbs 13, 12. Hope defers makes the heart sick. But when desires come, it is like a tree of life. What was, what was John's problem here? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Is, are you the one? In other words, his expectations were not met at his timing. So he didn't get to see all this. So he's, he's asking. So when, you're, when, when your expectations of something taking place doesn't come, what happens? Unbelief. Doubt comes in. Well, maybe I was wrong about this. Hello. Have you ever, ever made a mistake? And, you know, well, I thought that was going to happen. You have to know what the word says. You have to know what, what's programmed in your mind. So doubt and unbelief doesn't come in. Persecution too. Well, persecution, that's... Yeah, well, this is, that's where he's at too. Let's go back to Luke chapter 7. That's Luke chapter 7. Let's look at it. She just mentioned it. Luke 7. So we already read it once. Uh, Luke, Luke 7, 18 through 20. And the disciples of John showed him all these things. And John called unto him two of his disciples, sent to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he should, who should come or look for another? When the men were, were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist saith unto us and unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or, or look, we for another. In that same hour, he cured me. Okay. Uh, anyway, John was in, in, in prison there, and, and the, the situation in... Uh, uh, oh, okay. 22. Go your way and tell John what things you have seen, heard, um, how that the blind see, the lame walk, and leper, leopards are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor... Uh, to the poor, the gospel is preached, and blessed is he who, he, whosoever shall not be offended of me. So, when we are in a situation that's trying us or persecuting us, oftentimes you know we're looking 
for an out, and you're forgetting things. So in other words, you, you let doubt and, and uh, unfor uh, doubt get in there, and unbelief uh, to destroy your faith. So the size and nature of, of your situation sometimes will, will change your thought life. Something that could be life-threatening. You're wondering, is this going to take place or not? I have faith, but I don't know if I have enough faith. So what are you saying? You're wavering. I have faith, I don't have faith. So you understand. Okay, Isaiah. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. In Isaiah chapter 55, let's see what happens here. Doubt and unbelief comes at this point oftentimes. Isaiah 55, looking at verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts uh, than your thoughts. Okay, so there's a lack of understanding why, these are taking, why certain things are taking place. Uh, we don't understand God's ways, and so we are... It should happen this way. I mean... I'll put it this way. How many have believed for something and thought, you know, when you're, you're just kind of relaxing there, and thought, well, this is how God's going to do it. You know, you know um, anybody? You know, and then, then when, it, when it doesn't happen that way, they say, wow, you it's, you have unbelief. How could that happen? You know, it's not the way I thought it would. So, you know. Okay. So we don't understand God's ways. He's, he's got a perfect way of doing things, and uh, we, we can make it a tangled mess when we put it our, try to, uh, if he followed our, our line of thinking, we, we'd have, a, we'd be a mess. Okay. Um, okay, fire away. So there are, there are things that doubt and unbelief will disrupt our, our thinking. In Ecclesiastic chapter 3, uh, Ecclesiastic chapter 3, verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season and a time and purpose under heaven. So trying to put God in a box and say this is the way God is going to direct things uh, is it's like, um, now I think we've all are uh, tried to play checkers or chess, and you've got your move already set. You know, you wait for that, your, your opponent moves it that way, 
Now, wait a minute. That's not supposed to be that way. I've already got, you know what I'm saying? You know what your opponent's going to do. So there's a time and season, you know. We don't know. And oftentimes, you thought you've got, you've got that person uh, checkmated. All of a sudden, they, they wipe out your queen or whatever it is, you know. So there's a, not knowing. Not knowing. Okay. Um, we need to catch on to the things of God. Let's go to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. And chapter 4. Oh, glory to God. I got an hour left. Yeah. <laughs> Romans 4. We want to go to verse, beginning with verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks to the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. For Abraham, the human reason for hope being gone, hope in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised, so number, numerous shall uh, your descendants be. Verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was good as dead because he was about a hundred years old. And when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's uh, dead and womb. In other words, uh, even there, though there are, are situations and circumstances, there may be, be a delay in his thinking, he says, okay, I, nothing's going to happen with me or with Sarah. But, there, but God has promised it, so there is, going to be, there is some delay here because something's got to take place. Okay? So, uh, delay, delay is not denial. Oftentimes, you, you, you're believing for something and I've got to have it by so-and-so and it doesn't come. Oh man, it's over. So it comes two weeks later. You know, it's not denial. Delay is not denial. Okay. So don't let unbelief and doubt get in there and say, well, God doesn't want me to have it. It may not just be the time. Remember, there's time in the season. Your season may not be there. Or that, that whatever you believe for has not been manufactured or put on the shelf or, you know, someone's not purchased it for you or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, Amen. delay is not denial. It's, it's there for you to have. And Ephesians chapter 6, we're closing in. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Looking at verse 11, it's 611. Put on the whole armor of God from the Amplified, the armor of a heavily armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the enemy. So we know the works of the enemy. We have the armor to stop him. Don't 
remove your armor. Okay? Keep your armor on. Okay. God has never failed. Glory to God, you bank on that one. You could read the end of the book. He gives you the answer to the end of the book. I mean, I don't know. Some of you are avid readers. And I know a few that go to the end of the book and see how it ends before they read the beginning. <laughs> well, I know how it's going to end. Yeah. It's a boring book. It's. <laughs> oh, now I'm gonna say it. I'm getting trouble. Okay, she said be her guest. Okay. <laughs> She's watching this TV program. And she goes to sleep. <laughs> I see the whole thing. Because once I'm up, you know, that's it. She wakes up. Oh, let's bring it back to that place there. Four or five times before we get to, I mean, it's four or five times before you get to the end. I mean, I could tell her what the end is. Don't tell me what the end is. I see it four times. <laughs> Oh. Going back to Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, cast not away your confidence. Don't discard. Don't dispel. Don't dismiss. Don't dump or cast off your declaration of faith. Because it has recompense of great reward. So hold on to that. That might be your, your theme for this month, or what's, what's left of this month. Hold on. Don't cast it away. Know that whatever situation is before you, it's going to change because you've got God's word on it. Amen. Put God's word on it. Amen. Uh, now let's go to all the way back to the old, very part, first part of the Old Testament, to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29. And we will close with uh, three more scriptures, four, five, six more scriptures. <laughs> Deuteronomy 20. It's only five after. Eleven. Okay. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of his law. In other words, God has given us the word. He gives us revelations how it's going to take place. Speak these things, these things will come to be. Follow these things, these things will come to pass. That's the secret of things. Well, I don't know if it's going to happen. This is what God says is going to take place. Just believe it. Believe it and receive it. Uh, go to the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 55, quickly. We read it once already, but uh, Isaiah 55, looking at verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as, 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So don't try to figure things out sometimes. It's not for us to know at this point. Okay? God's, as we read, God's, God's ways are revealed in the scriptures. Um, it says in Matthew, Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open. Amen? Ask and it shall be given. Okay? Uh, these are mysteries that be, will be revealed. Um, God has a thousand ways to s solve any one problem. Amen. <laughs> he doesn't need our suggestions how to solve them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To end it, starve your doubt and unbelief and feed your faith. Uh, Joshua 1, 1, 1 8. Amen. Amen. Meditate upon the scripture and go with it day and night. Glory to God. Uh, 3 John 2. Have the word and you'll get all your things. Have the word within you and, and things will work. Um, and Joshua 25, uh, 24, um, verse 15. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Serve the Lord is, is the benefit because then you won't, you won't have any doubts or unbeliefs. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you, get, you got out 50 minutes early. Oh, if you're wanting a title, Facing Doubt and Unbelief. And if you look at the nugget, it, you figure it all, all fault flows together. And we will check phones in next time. <laughs> Let's all stand. I'm, I was... You fight. You won't let go of it. <laughs> I've tried it. I've turned it off and it comes back on. So I... And that's not unbelief. That's truth. <laughs> Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that this is a new day, Father God. We start on daylight savings time, Father God. I praise you. Just give you thanks, Lord, that great things are going to take place for the, for the summertime and spring. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah.